everyone, and welcome to the Rookie Life Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us here today for episode number 10. So I'm going to start this with a question. Have you ever wondered what it's like to pack up all of your things, all of your belongings, your family, your kids, take a leap of faith, and move everyone to a foreign country? That probably scares you a little bit because it frightens me and like all the logistical things just completely bombarded my mind just thinking about it. But today's guest has done just that. Her and her family packed up and moved across the world to live in Dubai. And I cannot wait for you to hear all about their journey and the rookie experiences they've had along the way. But if you're wondering what else we're about here at The Rookie Life, well, let me tell you. We focus on what it means to start something new, even when you have no idea where to begin, how to develop new skills in all areas of your life, and how to find that it factor that'll keep you motivated every single day. So join us as we dive headfirst into what it means to be a rookie. Come on, rookies. We all have to start somewhere. Hey, rookies, and welcome back for episode number 10. Y'all, I'm so excited for today's guest because she is going to break down all the mystery that comes along with being an American family living overseas. So I don't know about you, but personally, I've traveled to a few countries around the world. I've been to Mexico and Colombia and Australia, but the thought of traveling all over over the world someday is a deep-rooted passion of mine that I will fulfill one day. But in the meantime, I'm just going to be living vicariously through my friend, Amber Morris. So Amber says she is a product of two small-town public schools with no formal education except some classes she completed at a local junior community college. But she actually gave up an opportunity for a choir scholarship to go to work and school part-time Although she never finished her formal education. But guys, that is not slowing this woman down. She worked for attorneys her entire career until becoming a stay-at-home mom when her family moved to Dubai. So let's talk a little more about her personal life. Amber and her husband have three children and have been married for 10 years. Her husband builds race cars and that's how their family ended up in Dubai. Some of her many passions are trying to learn more about the world, culture, and how our bodies function. She says she really wants to inspire people to challenge the system, question everything, and consider putting yourself in someone else's shoes, which I believe is a lesson we can all benefit from. But most of all, she hopes to inspire people to be authentic and perhaps get out of their comfort zone. She wants to take the fake aspect that social media and other platforms have really embedded into our society and replace that with the authenticity of being human. And she also enjoys photography as a hobby. So I don't want to spoil any more of her story, so let's just get right into the good stuff. Here is my interview with our world traveler, Amber Morris. 
All right, guys. Well, I have Amber Morris, and she is actually here in the U.S. We were trying to get our schedules to align while she was in Dubai, and it just wasn't working. And I feel so lucky that she's taking the time to talk with us here today. So welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So today we're talking about unique lifestyles, and I have to say yours is definitely up there. So can you kind of give us a, um, a snapshot of your family's life and a little bit of your background and how you are where you are today? Yeah. Um, well, I guess it would be hard to start off explaining anything to do about my life without explaining how we ended up in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically race cars is kind of at the core of everything that has, my, that has led our life and our family's little life into being what it is today. Um, I personally have always just sort of hustled and like worked a lot since I was a teenager. Um, so I've, I've just kind of worked for attorneys in different types of law firm environments, but my husband has always been some type of mechanic fabricator and basically self-taught, um, along the, with a little bit of help with a friend that's a mentor and, um, ended up being a really amazing, um, fabricator and builds race cars. And so thank for the world of YouTube and social media. Um, the Some very important people in the United Arab Emirates, which is the country that Dubai is located, um, found out about um, some of the cars that my husband had built before. And he was traveling back and forth for about a year. Kind of, we had our own shop here that was very brand new. And was doing really well, but after six months, they finally kept asking so many times for us to go ahead and take the plunge and move over there. And I've always actually wanted to live there, or not live there, but visit there. And so the opportunity to live there was kind of surreal. Um, and I was still a little bit scared to leave. Like, we were really settled in Corsicana, where my hometown is, Um so I finally said, yes, they finally made us um, an offer. And it was just one of those things that if we said no, I felt like I'd regret it for the rest of our lives. So we finally went about three, actually three years ago this week, actually. Wow. Yeah, three years ago this week. Yeah, so, and we love it. Well, that's so interesting. You know, whenever, um, you know, I had started seeing on Facebook, you know, that y'all were in Dubai and everything, my assumption, because um, I have family that are in the oil and gas industry, is that, you know, oh, well, her husband must be doing that, you know, for a few years in the oil and gas or something. But, I mean, is this something that y'all, you see yourselves living over there indefinitely? Or as long as, you know, he's got what he has going on? I mean, how, how do y'all feel about that, I guess? Oh, I like this, this question being on the record makes me sad for my family because I haven't um, admitted this ver to very many people, but we honestly don't really have a plan to come back anytime in the near future. Yeah. Um, when we first went, it was three years and that was going to be that we had a whole plan for what we were going to do while we were there and what, and what we were, what our plan was for when we get, got back to Texas. But, um, yeah, it's just an amazing experience. It's so easy to raise little, little children there and, it's such a family-oriented place that I can't 
Um, I just don't want to give, give that up because my kids get to be kids the way that, you know, we got to be kids. It's a lot safer and I just don't want to give that up yet. So I think for the time being, um, yeah, we just don't really have an end date. (laughs) Well, that's great. No, I, I think that the whole cultural experience is just something, I mean, you just, you can't get that anywhere else, you know, like you can't get the total immersion into a different culture Um, And like you said, you know, it's totally different than anything you had growing up as far as, um, you know, culturally it's different, but it's more in line with how you and your husband want to parent your children. So I totally, I I think that's awesome. That's very brave of you because not everyone would pick up and move, you know, around the world. And I think that that's really cool. And it's the reason why I wanted to talk to you today. So that's very awesome. Kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But okay. So you mentioned a little bit about, um, you know, raising your children, it's a lot easier. So how has living overseas, um, influenced your family's lifestyle? Well, for starters, I, um, I, I don't have to work over there. We're blessed that I'm able to stay at home with the kids. Um, And I was a full-time working mom. Like, I had a pretty strong career path before we went. Um, So, on one hand, it's been a pretty big adjustment for me, like, on an emotional, like, just being going from working mom, thinking that stay-at-home mom life was so much better. And now I'm kind of seeing both sides of that debate (laughs) once and for all. But but, um, honestly, I think that, you know, that, that aside, I feel like I being as stressful as it is, I think that it's given me the opportunity to really, um, like learn about my kids better and, and try to become the parent that I always wanted to, that I just didn't necessarily have the time to devote to it when I was working full time. Um, and on top, like just having the time to like be the one to take my kids to school instead of, you know, getting my parents to, because I had to drive to Dallas to commute or, um, you know, being the first one that they see after school, those tiny little things have been huge for me. Cause I never had that luxury when we lived in Texas. And, um, on top of that, just having, the, the, the extra free time to like really read into what's going on with them. I've had a couple of issues with, um, well, issues with all three of my kids at different times or another health wise. And I'm, and you know, they might be minimal to some people, but I am a super big investigator. And so I loved that I've been able to spend the time to research and find out an alternate solution to heal them. So I think that from from the standpoint of where we've benefited the most is just obviously presence, physical presence um, of me being in the home and like getting to have dinner ready. Like I'm such a progressive person in general, but I still have that like old school, like, like wife having dinner ready on the table yeah. kind of thing that makes me happy. It's not my husband's expectation for the record. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of funny because I'm this like, really progressive parent. I'm always like bucking the system, but when it comes to that whole like family thing, I'm really, um, a little traditional, I guess, in a sense. So I've loved that I've been able to kind of emerge, like merge those two parts of myself. And it's been, it's really paid off with raising the kids for sure. No, I think that that's great. I mean, and that's something that 
you know, my husband and I, we've talked about is we don't get everything right most of the time. Not all the time. Most of the time we don't get things right. But if there's one thing is we have dinner, like, at our table, and that's, like, so special to me. You know, like, we try to do it every night. It doesn't always happen, but it's just, like, those moments and those conversations, they're just, they're so special. So I totally understand what you're saying. But to um, go off of what you said, you know, with um, with your kids and their health and everything, um, I see that you've really gone down a holistic living path. So what what started you on that journey, and um, where is – I've seen that it's lead, led you many places today, but I want you to elaborate on that a little bit, if you will. Sure. Um, well – Whenever we got to, I had a five month old when we, when we moved to Dubai, my youngest was only five and a half months old. And when I, when he was, when he was, well, let's see, when he was four months old, um, I weighed 25 pounds lighter than when he was eight months old. (laughs) And basically we, when we let, when we were getting ready to move there, we lived with my parents for like six weeks Um, and then, so we were just eating out all the time. A little bit of it was, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get to have Whataburger and taco shop. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to taco shop. (laughs) I'm not going to get to have that for like a year. And then it was, you know, just stress eating and stuff. You know, I, I think a lot of people give me kudos where it's not deserved. Everybody's like, you're so brave moving across the world. I was like terrified. Um, so I did emotionally eat, basically I gained about 20 pounds in two, in two months. It was very rapid weight gain, um, in a very short amount of time. Actually, I think it was less than that. I counted it up one time anyway. So when I got there, then we were living in a hotel apartment for about five weeks. So then we still ate out for every meal because we had a kitchen, but we only had one car and driving over there was really, I mean, I didn't know how to get around. I didn't have data on my phone yet. There were a lot of like strange things that I, so I just ended up, everything is deliverable in Dubai, like everything. So when we ate a lot of Wendy's and like whatever we recognize. So I gained a lot of weight. And so that kind of was the kicking point. Um, I started doing beach body programs from home because I'm cheap and didn't want to get a gym membership. And so basically my weight loss transformation is kind of what segued us into this, uh, these other things. Um, I lost 50 pounds in about seven months and, um, felt amazing, looked amazing at 30 years old. And then I started realizing all the things that I was doing for myself. I needed to start implementing for my kids And I want my middle son was a very like that one. I feel bad saying the middle one because that's so stereotypical, but it's true. That's the person. That's the one it was. (laughs) Um, He was just having a lot of anxiety and um, I could tell that like sensory things were bothering him. So we kind of started down the rabbit hole with him. And then my daughter was always having stomach problems like she was sick for the most part of her life until she was about four or five years old. She was on an antibiotic every single week, every single month with ear infections, multiple surgeries between the two of them. And so I just started reading and reading and reading and, um, started doing a semi elimination diet with them to kind of figure out what was going on. So once I started understanding more than just, cause I grew up like not, 
super dirt poor, but pretty poor. And we ate pretty much this t- the typical standard American diet. Um, everything came from a box or a can yeah. or whatever. So I started raising my kids that way. And I started noticing that there were a few friends I had that did completely the opposite of what I did mm-hmm. and their children were never sick. And so I was like, they're onto something. And I was a big foodie. I mean, even though I'm super health conscious now, I, I still want to eat crappy food. I just know the difference now. And so I think that those those few things combined. And so I started healing each of their guts and then seeing the positive benefits from that. And then it was just like, what's the point of going backward from here? And so just that kind of is what started the process is just trying to get their stomachs, digesting their food easier. And then I learned that, that, you know, my son specifically, Um, I know this is true also with some other people, but I won't speak for everyone else, is that when children have allergies or intolerances, which come from a vast array of issues, that that can negatively impact their behavior because it's inflammation in the body and the body's just wigging out, not knowing how to deal with it. So then, you know, how can they how can they behave in a way or deal with anxiety in a way that is productive and um and good, you know, good to their mental health if they're not getting fed properly. So that's just, again, another rabbit hole that I went down. Yeah. It's never, and once you start down it, I feel like you never stop. (laughs) Well, but I I think that that's, um, that's so admirable, um, for you to advocate for your kids in that way, because I know for me personally, Um, We grew up, you know, we didn't have health insurance and we never went to the doctor unless it was, you know, your arm was cut off basically, you know, like, or if you you had like 104 fever, you know, it's like, okay, I guess we need to go to the doctor now. (laughs) But then my husband, you know, he came from a totally different, his mom was a nurse and, you know, he practically was raised in the hospital, you know, hanging out with her and all the other nurses. And so we've had to kind of combine those two worlds and, and it's really tough. It's tough with so much information out there of, you know, people are the experts on this and you're the expert on that. But it's it's something to be said whenever you can identify how your child affects or, or how they react to different environments and different foods and just different lifestyle situations. So I think that that's very admirable just to be in that you're in touch with that and that you're questioning like, wait why is it like this? Like, you know, let me, let me dig a little deeper into, you know, what's really going on. Yeah. I think that something is, I think what clicked for me was just noticing that everything that we're sort of taught on mainstream is just, if the, if it worked, then people wouldn't feel as crappy as they do. And so I, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try something different. I have nothing to lose. It's all food related. So why not? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So now that, um, so now that y'all have been over in Dubai for several years, you said three, y'all have been over there for three years now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So what is your, um, tell us a little bit about what life is like. Cause I'm just trying to imagine like, what is your grocery stores look like and what kind of access (laughs) to food do y'all have? Like, tell us about that. Cause I'm, I'm genuinely really curious. This is something I get kind of excited to talk about because people that live there kind of laugh at me about how we got healthier because Dubai, if you're, if you, if you aren't familiar, Dubai is, um, is actually not 
a country. <laughs> Some people think it's its own country. It's not. It's a city in a tiny country called the United Arab Emirates, which is bordered by uh, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and Oman. And um, it is an international metropolis. Like, it is a very Western culture-driven um, city. And it's actually kind of a small town all at the same time. But, um, but because it's an international community, only about 15%, I don't know what the latest numbers are, 15 to 20% of the population is the local people. Everything else is everybody from all over the entire world. Wow. Um, so because of that, the grocery stores reflect that. So, um, it's kind of cool cause we can try, like, we get to try like Vegemite and Tim Tams while we're eating like shawarma and like Ethiopian food. <laughs> wow. That's um, really cool. Yeah. But one thing that I love about the grocery, so, so because of that, when people move there, they end up kind of gaining almost like a freshman 15 when they move to Dubai because they're trying food from all over the world for the first time. Uh Um, whereas we kind of started out like trying to heal ourselves. And so the first year we all got really healthy. And then the second year we enjoyed all the international food and all gained a little bit of weight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like the grocery stores are, there's this one store that I go to that reminds me a lot of Walmart, but the cool thing about the UAE is they have, um, they actually label where all of your things come from. So like in the produce section, um, you can actually pick what country you want your like apples to come from. So, um, it's a benefit to me because if you look up, um, I, I am a like big, big supporter of non GMO products and, um, I won't go into why, but what, what I'll do is I'll look up, if you can look up like what countries don't ban, don't allow the growth of GMOs, then you can say, okay, I want to save on the organic apple. I know France doesn't allow GMOs and I can buy the French apple. So I kind of base my grocery shopping on things like that. So that's kind of a cool benefit that I have. I can say, you know, I want to try like an avocado from Kenya instead of one from Mexico or something like that. So that's been a cool opportunity. Um, but like everyday life, honestly, is it ends up being um, the same as it would be if we lived anywhere. You get into your routine of school pickups and everything like that. Um, but for the for the tourist that's never been there, everything is massive. Like um, it's home to the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world, um, which is is really tall, but then all the other buildings are also very tall. (laughs) So I don't know, I guess to break some stereotypes, since you've asked that question is, um, people often ask me, do you have to cover your head? Do you, can you wear shorts? Are you allowed to wear a bikini? Yes, you can wear a bikini. Yes, I can wear shorts. No, I don't have to cover my head or cover my body parts. Now that being said, um, I don't dress very like, sexy anyways I mean on a night out maybe but about leg is about all I let kind of hang out (laughs) Uh, anyway I'm just not that kind of person but there are still people that are in their 20s and they'll go out dressed just like you would see you know at a nice like club or bar in Dallas or something is what I would compare it to but uh, for the most part it's other than just the, the accent barrier everyone speaks English all the signs are in English 
um, it's pretty easy to be a Westerner um, in in Dubai. And um, there's churches and there's tons and tons of, um, you know, food that you're used to seeing. There's chilies and um, so I don't know. Crazy. It's it's pretty easy to adapt if you want to stick to your, you know, what you're comfortable with. I mean, there's even like a Raisin Cane's just open. Now, I will say it does get kind of funny when you go grocery shopping and you're trying to find something for Thanksgiving. Like that can get a bit expensive because it's imported. And it's kind of funny. There's this Facebook group called American Moms of Dubai. And almost everything that's talked about on there is, has anybody seen Jimmy Dean sausage anywhere? <laughs> or where can I find Lucky Charms? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. No, I totally nerd out with you. Like, I'm just imagine my brain when you were describing the grocery store just went crazy because I'm, I'm that person too that I get super excited when I go to the grocery store and I'm just like, look what they have! Look at all the possibilities! And my husband is insane. He's like, nope, get the list, get in, let's go. Like, we're done. And I'm like, yeah, but what is this? You know, if I find something (laughs) I've never seen before, I get super excited about it. So I like. I would probably have to spend like seven hours in y'all's grocery store the first time. You know, every time we have visitors, um, they ask, can you take me to your grocery store? I think that's kind of funny. I would, I don't think I would have ever thought to ask to see the grocery store if I was just a tourist. Well, it's so funny. And I think it has to do with us getting older too, with like, yeah, like yeah, feeding that's true. the kids and it's like, okay, hang on. Like, what are my kids going to eat? Now we're here, you know, in a foreign country, what are they going to be able to eat? That's so funny. <laughs> But, um, okay, well, let's go back to um, the holistic lifestyle and everything that you have going on. And I really just want to drill down um, to the point of your message because I know that you um, you talk a lot on your Facebook Lives, which I love. And if y'all have not seen them, you should go check them out. I know you can go back on the replays because you're so open and honest and it's just like you're sitting there chatting like we are right now so um if you were in an auditorium full of people right now like what's the one thing like what's the message that you would want to get across to everyone the one takeaway I think I think currently this has been on my mind is to just instead of doing so much talking when you are very passionate about something, perhaps listen to the other side more than you speak. I like that. I like that. That's really good. So when you say you've been thinking about it, have you just been just kind of doing a lot of soul searching for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I just, um, I just went through a holistic therapy type of um, thing. She's not a therapist, so I can't say therapy, but basically this wonderful human being that I met through a mutual friend. Um, She's a life coach, but she kind of takes a yoga psychology type of approach. And um, yeah, I think just just a lot of soul searching. I, this year I've been trying to figure out what exactly my purpose is and what I want to do with all, cause I'm a passionate about so many different things that I needed yes. to focus. And so, um, I've, I really want to, there's a few books that I want to write that I want to get started when I get back home. And, um, I have a blog that I try to keep some of my thoughts together on, but I haven't been very 
good about keeping it structured. So I was going to her to get me like, help me heal from some things and help me map out my, my plan basically. So, yeah, I think that the core of what all of the things that I've, I personally soul search, it like found during my soul search, I guess, is just that for myself, um, to, you know, maybe, maybe close the mouth, open the ears. And then also just, I've become just a lot more of an empathetic person. I've always been a really supportive person and open-minded person. But I think that since living abroad, that's just opened that up even more. And so I'm just a big, like empathetic softie these days. (laughs) And it makes me feel, it honestly has made me feel more at peace with myself about myself. So yeah, I think that that's been probably the best um, new thing, new trait about myself that I personally love. And I would obviously love for everybody else to get to feel that same way. No, that's so great. I mean, anytime I feel like anybody goes on a a soul searching journey like that and you just dive deeper into yourself and find out more about yourself, it just, it just makes everybody around you notice too. I'm sure you've had that reaction. Like, you know, there's something different about you. Um, because I know personally that's happened to me as well, where people just, and I can see it in you. I can see this. You have this glow about you. You just seem like you're having so much fun. Like that's the point like to me. And that, and those are the type of people that I want to surround, you know, in my life, I want to have people that look like they're having fun and that truly love themselves. And they're just being the best version of themselves. Like point blank period the end like that's what you're doing and I just I applaud you for it so much thank you thank you I feel the same way that's who I want to surround myself with too it's just people that people that make you want to that influence you to be a better person than you were I mean what kind of I think that social media and people the fact that I do get to live abroad and that that is interesting to other people um I don't want people to come across my page um, and not leave there feeling like I'm just one of those other fake profiles, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> I totally understand that. Okay. Well, we're going to go into, um, this little segment I like to call our keeping it real questions. So, and I told you before, they're just real lighthearted, nothing crazy, but okay. so my first one is what motivates you? when thing on days when things are just like super tough, you've spilt your coffee, you know, that's all over your shirt, you're running late, like whatever the case may be, like what motivates you on those days? I think I always think that it could be worse. (laughs) I mean, obviously I'm not perfect. Some days I do like, you know, golly, and you just like lose your mind over it. But, um, but when I do get like that, when I do get too negative, I just pick up a personal development book and get my mind right. But yeah, I think I've all, I think it's hard for me to get too stuck in that mentality for too long because I have had some pretty unfortunate things happen to me in my life and it could be that, you know? Yeah, no, that's great. I think that's a great, just like you said, just kind of take it day by day and just take a deep breath and it's like, okay, it's going to get better. It's going to get better from this. Okay, well, my next question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Okay, and then what's the best advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, my gosh. I think 
one particular um, situation popped in my head would just be like, run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Run away. <laughs> run away from that bad stuff and just go the other direction. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for just joining us here today. And I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you on your Facebook page. So can you share that with us? Yeah, um, I have my Facebook page that you can follow is my name, Amber Morris, but my regular page is also my personal page is also that too. So the way that you can tell the difference is it's uh, facebook.com slash Amber Morris, the number four. And then um, I'm also on Instagram, Amber Morris as well. Okay. Well, y'all go check out all her stuff. Like I said, her Facebook lives are so good. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your trip in the States before you go back, get all the, get all the goodies that you want to get while you're here. And then, you know, I can't wait to see what's in store for you for the future. Thank you. Wow. Didn't her interview make you want to jump on a plane just to visit their grocery store? No, maybe that's just me. I'm the only nerd. I know I would spend hours in a place as wonderful as she was describing, but that may just be the super nerd in me. But Amber's enthusiasm to embrace life with whatever challenges come her way truly inspired me. And I'm sure so many of us can relate to the stress eating and the transition periods that come along with being in uncharted waters and having new beginnings. So I really just wanted to take the time to send Amber a special thank you for sharing your story and reminding the rest of us that we're all human and we should all take care of ourselves. But the number one takeaway from Amber's interview was to listen more than we speak. I mean, what a powerful statement. Something I know I need to put as a first priority in my own life. But at the same time, that's exactly what I feel like we're trying to accomplish here on this podcast. We want to keep bringing you interesting rookie journeys, just like Amber's, that teach you something show everyone how we all struggle at some point in our lives, but, and this is the most important key factor here, how we can take those struggles and turn them into something extraordinary. So make sure you check out the show notes at crystalprofit.com slash podcast. That's crystal with a K, profit with two Fs and two Ts. And check out the show notes for this week's episode and you'll find links to Amber's Facebook page and her Instagram accounts. Guys, she posts some great content over there and I don't want you to miss the cool pictures she shares about her family's life in Dubai. But I'm so happy you joined us here today for the Rookie Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. There's some really cool things coming up, you guys. And I know I keep saying this, but it's so true. Everything just keeps getting better and better. And I cannot wait to share them with you. Also, please go rate and review the show. I'm going to be choosing random reviewers to receive some really cool Rookie Life stuff, and I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get these really cool things. But that does it for episode number 10. Stay tuned for next week's show, and remember, keep it up, rookies. We all have to start somewhere.